By my calculations, you need to chill out! Greetings, and welcome to another edition of the THL How Podcast, named The Vesicles. And I am joined this evening by Based Inc. Based, what's going on? Uh, nothing much. Excited to talk some Battlegrounds, uh, Wild, and Hero in that order. Ready to get started? That is correct. We promised Battlegrounds content, and we will deliver Battlegrounds content. Uh, you can tell us how uh, how much quality this Battlegrounds content is, because yeah, we're just kind of winging it. We don't exactly have the same sort of metrics and rankings that we do for our uh, constructed series, but hey, we're going to give it a shot, and uh, we are open to feedback. We're open to um, ideas, whatever you think would be interesting, both from a podcast perspective as well as a uh, stats perspective. Um, I like to, uh, you know, basically uh, overpromise what uh, Based and Pat can deliver, and uh, and just put a whole lot of work on their shoulders. So how does that sound, Based? Uh, I mean, I, I feel like that's a hat question. Like, all <laughs> this is going to be... Uh, hat doesn't already have a ridiculous amount of work to do, so yeah. uh, what's a little extra? Yeah. Um, okay, so let's, let's start with just a quick shout-out to our Battlegrounds teams that did not make the finals. And so we are going to shout out Phantom Force, Bob's Babes, Bob's Bouncers, uh, U Ottawa, GG's, and Super Chicken, Friends of Bob's, Lower Aggregators, Fish and Chips, Trips, Trips, yeah. Murgle Murgle Booze. Uh, congratulations, all of you, on a successful, but not quite as successful as you might have wanted season. And that is the last we're going to mention you for the rest of the show. Based, why don't you tell us who made the finals? Uh, yes, yeah, so our four finals are Lemurs, Bob's Bounty Hunters, Concedure Match, and F2L Silver. Awesome. And so, uh, if I recall correctly, Bob's Bounty Hunters is our defending champion. Um, they took it over Conceitra Match, was the runner-up last time around. Yes. Um, and then we have two newcomers in Lemurs and F2L Silver. F2L Silver, not necessarily a new team, but new to the, uh, the finals. Is that, uh, is that accurate? Am I, am I good so far? Yep. Uh, F2L Silver's first time around, and Lemurs does not have THL Lemur, but has some absolute battleground superstars on that team i believe every single one of them is on the top 200 leaderboard or at least was before the reset nice uh and it probably won't take too much longer for them to get there i do appreciate even if they don't have phl lemur that they at least have a elite in uh, yes. the names that uh gave them the uh, the lemurs uh team name so that is much appreciated um so let's talk a little bit about uh these teams and their journeys to the finals uh, let's start with Bob's bounty hunters uh, our defending champ, uh, a team with uh, Pocky, Hoppa Bear, Andrasti, and Jump Float. Uh, players that uh, I knew Hoppa Bear um, from constructed uh, way back when uh, we competed in some of the same sort of individual leagues, and she was always a very good player. Uh, has transitioned, I think, entirely over to Battlegrounds. I'm um, currently if I'm wrong there, but um, the other names are just recognizable from their Battlegrounds uh exploits uh so base why don't you give me a rundown on, on bob's bounty hunters what they did last season and how they were looking this time around yeah they had a, another very good season uh, i think they came up just a little bit short of consider match and lemurs for advancing straight to the finals and they uh, uh dominated that uh semi-finals uh and just cruised into the finals uh 
a team that just looked in a class of their own the season before, and it looks like we've got a couple more to match now, um, you know, as the competition isn't continuing to prove. But uh, yeah, all of them stream Battlegrounds, I believe, um, a lot of times together. Um, Hopper Bear has won a lot of, uh, or at least a couple large tournaments uh, on her own. So, uh, you know, a lot of success in Battlegrounds events in this team. Um, and just, you know, solid players, like really good teamwork. Um, definitely uh, work really hard and, and definitely have, uh, still have a really good shot of, of winning this season, even against the stacked field. Yeah, uh, it is nice to see that the competition in the Battleground series went up. Uh, it was certainly an exciting thing to add to THL um, last season. And uh, just like the, the Pro Series, um, it's bringing in, you know, kind of big time players, big time names that uh, are looking for a competitive outlet for, for BGs, and I'm glad that THL has been able to deliver that. Um, and that kind of leads us to our current frontrunner in the finals, and that is the Lemurs. So uh, they're a new team that came in to THL Battlegrounds this time around, and were pretty dominant, at least the weeks that they were all able to show up. So Pace, give me a, give me a quick background on the Lemurs season and uh, you and our producer Matt's contributions to that team. <laughs> Um, so, uh, the lemurs, uh, had a, an incredible season. I believe they just missed or they did win that first, uh, round by, but, uh, just a little bit, or I can't remember if consider match passed them, but, uh, they, uh, did have a couple weeks where they had to take off a night. Um, and, uh, one time diamond and I subbed in and, uh, was one of my worst ever battlegrounds performances. Uh, and I think I sent them two points for the week or something like that. Uh, and Diamond didn't do a ton better. Uh, and then Matt and the uh, RoboCats had a week where they also kind of didn't perform. But, you know, Lemur's still on top because they just are uh, incredible players. Um, I believe Lee has done coachings with a lot of other streamers I've seen. Um, I think he creates his own content. I'm not 100% sure on that. I think he's on YouTube and on Twitch. Um, but yeah, the rest of this team is just incredible. Like I think at one point the lowest player on their the leaderboard was like twenty five. The rest were above twenty five. Uh, like they are uh, stellar players. That is pretty awesome. So I wonder. I'm, I'm hopeful, and I think again referencing back to the pro series, um, we've seen just the competition uh, ratchet up. So what I'm hopeful for is that um, you know success of teams like Lemurs and Boss Hunters will encourage other like really high profile battlegrounds players to come in and uh, and join us and hopefully not uh, scare away um, people from joining because I think it, it just seems like battlegrounds is just kind of a fun outlet for a lot of players. There's a lot of uh, very um, you know kind of well known THL players um, even in, in this last two groups. We'll get to continue matching that to also be doing just a second with with names that uh, us THL uh, constructive players are more familiar with. But you know it, it seems like a nice addition to the THL. Um, series and you know hopefully we can just see it grow and just bring more people into THL and maybe we'll get players like uh, Little Ninko who just came in and dominated the uh, the Tatalon tournament uh, and, and constructed it in addition to his battlegrounds win so um, definitely a lot of room for, for growth there so all right so let's talk about uh, a couple of those teams that are a little more grounded in THL players starting with Contegra Match I believe they were our runners up last time around and they are back in the finals. Uh, this season. So uh, tell me the uh, the story with Contegra Match. 
All right. Well, I will go back to the very beginning of Conceder Match. So this is a, a reincarnation of uh, No Pros Here's uh, 3v3 um, league that they ran. Um, I think Conceder Match beat Attack Mode in the finals, I believe, and that was your mom, kid, PWE, and Lon Lenko playing Constructed together. Um, so, you know, uh, Letter W and Lon Lenko specifically stream Battlegrounds, and then your mom, kid, and Agent PWE just cracked a card game so uh they formed this team again and uh uh they just are are stellar players they play a lot of battlegrounds um and just you know they're they're here in the finals again uh making another run at it uh they are the only team besides bob's uh bounty hunters to repeat the finals so uh they're they're looking for a win uh they do have a little bit of their work cut out for them uh they are uh 37 points for the week and lemurs are in the lead with 53 so a bit to catch up but uh you know they definitely have the chops to do so yeah no it's pretty cool to, to see them uh, compete so well uh you know the players there your mom kid hmpwe will knock out uh basically your mom kid and hmpwe are, are always um, extremely competitive on the constructed side so nice to see them being able to carry over that success into the battlegrounds and uh do some work there as well and speaking of carrying over success into Battlegrounds, let's talk about F2L. F2L was a, uh, a Battlegrounds entry this season. Is this their first time around in uh, the Battlegrounds series? Um, an F2L branded roster? Yes, so this is uh, the first time F2L has competed, but all these players did play um, the last season, and I believe uh, gotcha. uh, Lemur and Atashi were on the same team, uh, possibly even Coles, and Blue Sombrero uh, was playing on Meat Stack, who made the finals, um, and that was uh, Boo's Ghost. Uh, blue sombrero and um, uh, he's gonna be so mad that I can't think of his name right now. Scritch. Um, there you go. So a little bit of like an HSA team. Um, so yeah, like this is a team of of you know it's Lemur being the oldest running player who's still around. Um, you know, and and a lot of uh big name players who've been you know successful in specifically legacy i guess it's where uh, most of their success has been but you know all over the thl map especially itachi with uh two or three pro championships um so yeah like this is a team and itachi is trying to get that final ring he's got a ring in every other series uh and this is the last one so i think you'll ex you can expect to see itachi and f2l uh in here for a while yeah, because uh, it's definitely a uh, nice achievement for them to make the finals. Uh, unfortunately, after the first week, uh, it looks like they are probably not going to get that ring this time around. But hey, it's a, it's a good start. And uh, a shout out to, to THL Lemur for being on a team not called the Lemurs. Uh, <laughs> not in any way confusing whatsoever. So I'm glad that uh, worked out to uh, to our benefit. But um, so I mentioned that I wasn't going to shout out any of the other teams again, but we'll give a quick nod to uh, Fire Emblems on uh, Phantom Force for putting up the uh, the most points for any player that didn't uh, actually have his team qualify for playoffs. So I just wanted to oh. give a quick shout out. It was pretty uh, pretty substantial. So um, the 100 points uh, was pretty good. But um, okay, so we kind of gave a quick recap of the teams, uh, just a, a summary of our Playoff standings thus far. Lemurs in the lead with 53 points. Bob's Bounty Hunters with 44. Kazija Match with 37. And F12 Silver with 30. And we'll run one more uh, week of the finals and crown our champion. So, based, what are um, some of the ideas that we have for the Battleground series next time around? Do we like this number of teams? Do we like this size roster? 
um, the point system, like how, how what's the feedback been like thus far for our battleground series? Um, so the feedback I've gotten is, um, you know, some people want longer uh, uh, matches; they want more more plays. Um, um, and you know, some people like the break; some people don't like the the break. Um, I mean, I think we might move to it being uh, like possibly you know like we can have it so it's opt-out so if everyone doesn't want to do it but uh, i do like having it the default be that we take a, a break between it so everyone can you know if if you need the break you can take it without um feeling bad about holding things up if it's the plan um this the amount of teams is good uh i think 16 is kind of the ideal but uh you know we've we've only had the 12 captains and it's gotta be splits between uh four and then we could do splits of five teams you know so five ten fifteen twenty uh but that means that we were taking um buys um uh we kind of just did this because the scheduling is so weird there's no real way to make it even um cleanly uh make all the teams play uh even so we had created a randomized schedule that tried to you know, even out how much times you're seeing each team. Uh, and so we were able to reuse that because we had the same number of uh, number of teams as the last season. But um, yeah, we're definitely going to be taking more feedback. Uh, I know some people want to see different scoring, uh, but we're kind of set on this. Uh, it's, it's scoring that I took from a, um, a TFT tournament. Uh, and I really like rewarding just showing up, you know, getting eighth is still one point, um, you know, because if you DQ or you don't show, like, now it's not just, like, you got an eighth, it's you didn't get anything when every point matters, um, you know. I think that uh, we had a team, like, barely miss the semis, uh, you know. So it, it is important that you're, you're getting all those points. But uh, we're definitely still open to you know, changing things, uh, you know, maybe a different point system works better. Um, but I really like this 2v2 format, um, you know, 2v2v2. Uh, but I have kind of kicked around the idea of maybe running some events that are 3v3 or, or even 4v4. Um, there was uh, one time where we were considering uh, the playoffs became 4v4 head-to-heads, um, but it kind of feels bad to just change the format mid-season so um you know if this continues to grow maybe we'll see those as just different series uh battlegrounds so um there's definitely still ideas kicking around and i will be sending out another uh feedback form at the end of the season to to see where people are at and what people are thinking very good yeah no a couple points that i like to highlight just in what you're going over uh, one of the hallmarks of, of THL is that every point matters. So, you know, the way that you constructed the, the scoring system, I think, supports that pretty well in the Valorant's format. And then in terms of timing, um, obviously that, uh, you know, with our constructed series, we try to um, schedule them mostly in sort of like the juicy part of the meta, um, you know, give about a month, give or take after each new expansion um, to let the meta kind of settle. Obviously, we see a lot of balance changes in constructed along the way, but, you know, the, the big like shifts uh, with new expansions um, are sort of like our, our break points. So with Battlegrounds, um, you kind of have that in some sense with um, you know, what would be considered the, the quote unquote big battlegrounds patch, which usually happens, what, about two months after each expansion, uh, roughly. Is there consideration to trying to time the battlegrounds schedule around the, you know, kind of expected big patches? Or are you mostly just looking for like the best opportunity to get all the teams back together as far as a starting point? 
no, like we're we're fine to have them separate from the starting times of standard. Um, I think that that just makes a lot of sense. Um, yeah, it's about a month after the release, uh, and I think that uh, it was just way too long to wait for Quillbores, and we kind of just uh, wanted to get Battlegrounds out, you know, as soon as it was available. You know, it was it was exciting. It was the first time we had a person lobby so we want to just get that out there uh, quick and so we didn't really time it up last time um and these are pretty short seasons so i think depending on how things go and how busy uh everyone is um i might push for for getting a, another one started a bit sooner so we can kind of do one in this this new cool board meta uh and see how that you know develops and and then get in line to like start around the time that that we expect the patch to drop um, yeah, so like it might be more like we would be starting this week. So like the week after Quillboros had launched would, would be the, the target goal time is, is in an ideal world. We'd like to, to make it so it's, you get a, a little bit of time to, to play with the, the big battlegrounds patch for that, uh, expansion cycle and then, and then get started competing with it. Um, I think is the end goal where we want the series to really land, uh, and maybe even just running more in a in a year than we are with standard um or extending these out so uh, definitely expect to see some uh, feedback uh, on on those points uh, coming up here yeah that's pretty cool and i think uh, a lot of that too might depend kind of what you referred to earlier as far as um how fast uh teams want to get back together and get the season started again i think uh, you had mentioned that some uh players are ready just to go like full-time battlegrounds players or probably totally fine with just flipping the the switch on the next season right away. And then maybe some of the players that do construct it as well, um, you know, wouldn't mind a little bit of a gap, but you know, just finding that balance between getting all the teams back together, maybe giving some time for new captains to emerge, uh, potentially replacement captains if uh, others are, are dropping off, um, and then just working around the patches. There's a lot to, to consider, but, you know, I, I like the, the ideas that he presented here as far as timing. It would be cool to kind of get um, that cadence down uh, in a similar way to the constructed, it, it, not on the same timeline, obviously, but to work around the expected big patches. Um, you know, as, as fun as it is, I'm sure, to, uh, to have uh, had the quill board meta like jump in the middle of like playoffs. I'm sure players would probably prefer maybe a little more stability potentially. Yeah. Um, granted, I think a lot of the fun in Battlegrounds too is when changes are made and trying to figure out what's good, what's new, how different heroes are impacted, how different units and unit changes can affect things. So, um, there's probably uh, good uh, points to be made on, on both sides, but yeah, um. Uh, with how like new of a mode it is, I do think that we've seen some significant uh, power issues when they they do these huge patches. So, um, I think it would be nice to to kind of let them give a little bit more space. Like you know, uh, uh, we all know that cool bars were pretty good uh, at first, uh, and they're still <laughs> yeah. really good. Um, you know, but it's definitely feels way more open now. Like menagerie comps feel really good. Dragons feel good again. Um, you know, it's. Uh, it's definitely settling better after this this first patch. So that's kind of where we'd like to land. It's where we're we're letting them do their thing and then pull it back in and and then start competing. Yep, that makes total sense. All right, so let's talk a little bit about um, just the sort of DHL page itself and the stats that are currently displayed and what potentially could um, sort of enhance the experience. Um, for, uh, for players overall, is there uh, any possibility or consideration to um, maybe adding in some more detailed player stats, possibly adding in the heroes that were picked, 
Um, like what, what would your thoughts be on that? And like, what would that uh, entail? And then sort of the questions to the audience, is that something that you would find interesting and or useful? Yeah, um, I definitely think the the player stats is, is definitely where we want to head. Um, but the hero stats, um, I mean, like, we're not getting a ton of stats, uh, really, uh, on, on that end. Like, not in the scale that really uh, eliminates, like, yeah, it's about the same that we do for, for the class stats. Um, but I do think that that's kind of something that's fallen off um, a little bit. Uh, it is a little bit different than what regular stats collect because, you know, different heroes are, are different in, in this format. Like, you know, reform is better because your teammate can feed you specific minions. Uh, um, what's the one? Uh, Barav is better. Lord Barav, because you have more information. You know, you're seeing twice as many opponents uh, as a team. So uh, we definitely could consider doing that. Um, and adding that as a as a drop down in the the sheet and, and keeping track of, of heroes, uh, but uh, we'll see. Um, yeah, but I think uh, we we definitely should should get a little bit more player stats. I think that'd be really interesting to see what you know what players getting first the most, what players averaging top four the most, you know things like that. Uh, in addition to just being able to pull it up and see uh, your total points easier. Yeah, absolutely. I think more data is always good. Um, you, know, you want to balance that with the work that's uh, required in order to maintain and um, you kind of present that data in a, an interesting and, and readable format. But um, if we can kind of strike that balance, I think it, it could enhance the experience and just make it you know pretty interesting for all. Uh, and so let's let's close our battlegrounds topic with a uh, public service announcement uh, based. Please tell the people uh, about the form and how they should submit the form, specifically when it comes to ties. Uh, yeah, so this is a uh, very thrilling content. Um, but uh, like <laughs> sometimes the sub form or the the submission form kind of stalls when you upload a a, a picture. So we require a, a photo of the end. Um, and uh, I know that a lot of times people don't quite get the picture. Uh, I recommend either uh, getting a snapshot of your recent uh, board for that if you missed the the ending screenshot. Um, because yeah, sometimes I go to look. Uh, and you just have a picture of Anduin, and I go, well, I guess I'm going to trust what the uh, the other player said because they have the screenshot, um, and uh, or you know, I then message you. But uh, it'd be nice to not have to to reach out and and stall getting the updates in. And then the other thing is uh, when you tie multiple players, don't add yourself. It adds that point and then subtracts even more, so you actually lose points. Uh, and then I have to go back and fix it. But otherwise, uh, you know, people are, are getting better. I've I've talked to a couple people, but uh, you know, this this thrilling uh, content about form submission is uh, is done. Now, let me tell you that is uh, absolutely fantastic. And uh, all right, so that'll wrap up our uh, uh, chat on the battlegrounds. Um, let us know what you thought. Uh, if this is the kind of thing that you want to hear more of when we get back into the next battlegrounds season, um, we can maybe try our hand at ranking teams along the way. Uh, seeing how it goes. Um, all right, so let's go ahead and jump into Constructed. And let me uh, just give a big welcome to all the people that looked at the timestamp that Matt's going to add to this episode and jump straight to this point to hear our Constructed talk for Wild and Hero. Welcome. You should absolutely go back and listen to the Battleground content. It was amazing. It was hilarious. You will not regret it whatsoever. Um, but let's go ahead and jump into Wild. For the Wilds. All right, so... Base, we are at the point in the wild season where 
Um, things are, I mean, somewhat settled-ish, I, I would say. Um, what's your take thus far on uh, Wild in general before we uh, get into specific rankings? Um, I mean, as everyone heard when we were talking about Battlegrounds and, and a bit before, like, uh, it's definitely one of those series that we've gotten, in, like, incredible players. Um, and uh, Wild seems to kind of stratify, is that the right word? Yeah, it, it, there's a close. Yeah. Yeah, like, it, it starts to really separate at this point in the season. So we kind of know what teams are just absolutely terrifying to 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 queue into for the week and and what teams are are a little bit struggling um so uh it's not going to be too spicy this week but you know it's it's really good to see that the the competition of wild is is incredible and you know it, it's a very tough competition and the winners are very strong players it seems yep uh, i agree with that and uh, let's go ahead and start talking about some of those winners with our legendary teams uh for me, uh, no surprise here, uh, very similar to what we had uh, a couple weeks ago, uh, one slight change. So my golden legendary is F12 Viridian, and my regular legendary is Everyone's a Winner. Uh, I am in the same boat with F12 Viridian as my golden legendary, and Everyone's a Winner as my regular legendary. I am Palbot. And then we've got Palbot giving a golden legendary to F12 Viridian, and a regular legendary to Everyone's a Winner. Followed by a, another regular legendary in Mancrix Revenge. So, Palbot adding in another team to the top tier. But, uh, clearly in a class by themselves is F12 Viridian. They continue their undefeated reign of terror. Um, they beat up Mad Scientist and Hair Club, uh, two teams that, uh, I mean, they might find them a little lower on the standings, but hey, you know, wins are wins. And, uh, they're the only team right now that can say that they're 5 and 0. Oh. So, uh, based, what more do we uh, have to say about that 12 rating right now? Uh, I mean, absolutely, you know, crushing it. They got two players in Corbett and Get Me Out, uh, you know, uh, at 5 and 0, oh, uh, which is incredible. Um, and this is the only team that actually appears to be carrying Neji Boston, who is still positive. So, uh, when Neji Boston is the, the five seed for your team, um, wow, <laughs> I'm terrified. Like the this this is it, this team is absurd. Yeah, it's pretty silly. All right, um, they last time we talked about Wild, they were not alone at the top of our uh, Golden Legendaries, but um, we've seen everyone's a winner. Maybe not live up to their name. They took a loss to the Wild THL Fanatics uh, last week. Um, they're still up there. I mean, obviously they're still a good team. Maybe they just had a little bit of a uh, a sleeper week. Um, you know, maybe trying some meme decks. I haven't actually looked at their, uh, their their deck choices or anything, but um, based any cause for concern with everyone's winner taking a loss, or do you think it's just one of those things that uh, happens every once in a while? I think it's just one of those things that happens in a while. Like it, you know, there's a little bit of variance in in this game, or a lot depending on uh, who you ask, uh, and uh, you know, just a down week, uh, but you know, still uh, one loss in their THL career. Uh, so that's pretty good. Um, yeah, I still think that they uh, they might be there, but it does right now look like F two O might be in a uh, a league of their own. Uh, but we'll see. Yeah, they are certainly in a tier of their own. All right, so let's jump down to our next group, uh, which is the Epic Space. Why don't you go ahead and lead us off? Uh, I've got Mankirk's Revenge, Anoyo Team, the Pog Merchants, and Nofin Can Stop Us. I have a Golden Epic, 
for Mancurch Revenge, and then regular epics, the Noyo team, the Pog Merchants, and Nopin can stop us. I am Powbot. Powbot Scott, a Noyo team, no friend can stop us, the Pog Merchants, Wild THL Fanatics, Bash Bros, and Hair Club. So Powbot's just over here giving out epics like candy, um, but for you and I, we basically agreed. Um, I think the only deviation here uh, is Mancurch Revenge, who Powbot was super high on as a legendary. I have him as a golden epic, and you are uh, not convinced by their undefeated record, uh, despite the fact that they find they have two ties, but still undefeated. Um, so, I mean, we're kind of splitting hairs on this team. Uh, do you think they're closer to that next group of the Noyo team and Pog Merchants and Nopin Kinsapas than they are to the top group? Um, what's your take on Mancurse Revenge right now? I mean, you know, undefeated is very good. Uh, they are definitely points total closer to those legendary teams. Um, you know, they're 15 points ahead of the next team, but they have the, the, um, this, the weakest AOS of any team so far, uh, and they they have the two ties. So like you know, they they are putting up good points against the teams that are off to a slow start. Uh, but my question is, what happens when they start playing the other teams? Um, you know, maybe it'll be trading wins in here and stuff. So like tra- trading wins and losses is is my prediction as they come down the stretch here. Um, and so that's where I've put them as an epic. Like I think that they're going to be trading wins with these epics te- epic teams, um, and not so much with the legendary teams. So that's where I kind of put them down there. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, in a couple of weeks, we'll probably have exactly what you described because they are up against Bash Bros uh, next week, and then everyone's a winner after that. So um, very likely that we're talking about the Maker's Revenge just being in a in a, in a good, not great category. Uh, picking up their first loss potentially, but hey, who knows? Uh, anything can happen. So, um, all right, let's talk about uh, the epic teams that we agreed on, uh, starting with a Noyo team. Um, they're kind of chugging along. Um, they have a good record. Their points are a little bit, uh, I guess, a little bit lower than you expect. They're kind of tied with a couple teams with uh, slightly worse records, um, but uh, they seem pretty solid. Do you think they're pretty clearly the fourth team, or um, what was your take on the Noyo team right now? Uh, I definitely think that there's uh, an argument for any of these teams to be like that they're in the fourth team. Uh, well, I guess the fourth team. I think Bancrix uh, solidly can say that they're the third best team. Um, uh, Annoying team looks solid. You know, they have just two players uh, with negative records and the other ones are just above. Like, they're just, they're making it work. They're getting things done. Uh, you know, runner-up from two seasons ago. Um, they've been around since the beginning. Uh, they just, you know, they seem solid. They're always competitive with everyone i think this is a team we're going to see uh towards the top of the standings the whole time uh but again trading wins with a lot of teams yeah i think the one thing that kind of hurts them a little bit in that conversation is the fact that uh they played two teams that uh, are one and four right now um one of those teams is one and four because they beat another team um so that's, that's a little rough uh, in terms of you know your overall performance, um, you don't really want to be dropping points uh, against a team toward the bottom of the standings. So we'll see if that comes back to bite them later on. Uh, but let's talk about some of those other teams right behind them, uh, starting with the Pog Merchants, uh, a team that is two and three, but same points as another team. They have played uh, one of the more difficult schedules. Um, they have uh, kind of managed to just hold their own. So. Um, do we expect uh, Pog Merchants to rise up the rankings as their schedule potentially gets easier? Uh, I mean, possibly. Uh, the Their team looks really solid. Uh, they just have uh, Lasagna is off to a rough start, um, and if you know they start just getting wins out of that, that five, like they're gonna be really solid because 
to be this high up with a, a winless player is impressive. Um, so this is definitely a team to watch out for, especially as Lasagna gets a, a better footing in, in, in the THL format. Um, I think that they will be a, a force to be reckoned with. Yeah, I think that that's a good point. Um, you typically see players kind of pick up and, and regress, uh, both positively and negatively. Um, and in this case, I think it'll be a positive regression for, for a lasagne, uh, lasagne, lasagne, uh, lasagne. I will stop talking now about that. Um, but, uh, yeah, shout out to Pog Merchants because they did beat the team we we're going to talk about next. And that is No Friend Can Stop Us, uh, which is a pretty big win for them. Uh, I think kind of solidifies them, uh, slightly above the, uh, the Murloc buff card. Um, which again, two and three, but, uh, a little bit of an easier schedule that far, uh, thus far, including losing to the Pog Merchants. So, uh, we were pretty high on No Fin Can Stop Us, um, kind of when we first started looking at Wild, um, but they have disappointed a little bit. Two losses this week, uh, or in, in these two weeks. Um, what, uh, what's going on with No Fin Can Stop Us? Apparently, uh, apparently someone can stop us. Yeah, they, they went with the strategy of name yourself something that makes it so you win all the time, like everyone's a winner. Um, uh, but it's not paying off as, as well. Um, uh, like, if they do only have one player positive. Uh, so to be this much points, they must be having a lot of two threes. So uh, I do think it's a little bit of just, you know, coming really close. Um, but they're, they're putting up points every week. Um, they should feel pretty good. And, um, you know, they, they have a bit of a rough schedule, so we'll see how they start to do, but uh, trending down is not where you want to be, um, so uh, good luck to them, but uh, the season looks like it only gets harder from here. Yeah, they definitely have a uh, rough next two weeks with everyone's a winner and a new team coming up, um, so you know, they have an opportunity to bounce back strong and kind of put themselves back in that conversation that they were part of uh, at the beginning of our rankings, but um, very easily could be talking about them in the uh, this next category, which is our rares. Uh, and for me, I've got two golden rares in Hair Club and Bash Bros, followed by regular rares, Wild, THL Fanatics, Mad Scientist, and Felmy, I'm a Wreck. Uh, I've got the exact same thing. Uh, you know, Hair Club, Bash Bros is my golden rares, uh, Wild, THL Fanatics, Mad Scientist, and Felmy, I'm a Wreck as rares. I am Palbot. And Palbot, after handing out so many epics, we didn't know what to do with them all, uh, only has two rares in Felmy, Imarek, and Mad Scientists. So let's talk about a couple of those teams that Palbot was, uh, at least color-wise, a little higher than us on. Um, I'll start with uh, the Bash Bros. Uh, you and I both had as a golden rare, Palbot has as an epic. Uh, what's the story on the Bash Bros thus far? Uh, I mean, they've had a, a good couple weeks. Uh, they were off to a slow start, uh, but they've been picking up wins, and they took down Nofin Can Stop Us last week, and the week before uh, wow, took down... Yeah, so they're, they're starting to find wins. Uh, you know, Mr. Python still 5-0 and for this team. Uh, just absurd. Um, but the rest of the team is, is having a, a bit of a, a rougher time. I know Rice Bowl has just had five games every series, so... Um, you know, it's it's going to be a coin toss for Rice Bowl, apparently, this whole time. He doesn't get to have a, a week where he just comes in and crushes. It's going to be go to game five and see who wins. Um, so this team is off to a, a better start. So they're, they're trending up, and, and you love to see that as, as a Bash Bros fan. So, um, you know, they were, they were in the conversation at the end last time, so maybe they're on their way back. 
Yeah, it's good to see because uh, they had definitely gone down the last couple times we talked. We started them in the preseason as an epic team, and then they dropped all the way down to Golden Common last week. Um, I think they were winless at that point, but picking up two big wins uh, definitely helps their case. Um, so I think gets them back to that Golden Rare category for now, and we'll see what they can do the rest of the way. Um, so the other team that you and I both agreed on for a Golden Rare is the Hair Club. Uh, and the Hair Club had a close victory over the Pog Merchants, which looks pretty good, considering we already talked about them. And uh, a big loss to FL Viridian, which, I mean, yeah, it's going to happen. So um, what jumps out to you about Hair Club right now at 2-2-1? Two, two, and one? Um, Are they uh, are they a solid playoff team? Do you think they're kind of hanging on by hair? Or what, what's your take on the Hair Club right now? Uh, Memnarch is, you know, leading the charge for this team and very familiar with THL's format for a while. And so, you know, uh, I expect a lot out of that. Um, and, you know, all the, the rest of the players are, are solid wild players, well known in the scene. Um, like, I think it's just still uh, not quite gelling with, with THL because they got the chops to, to destroy in a wild. So I think for them, it's it's just getting used to this format. Uh, and then I, I, Think this team is going to be dominant because like they have incredible players they just haven't uh seemed to to crush the format so far yeah that makes sense um okay let's uh let's jump to the last team that Talbot has has an epic that we did not uh and that is the wild thl fanatics so uh, i'm wondering if Talbot just looked at uh, them beating everyone's a winner and decided hey if they can beat them they can beat anyone let's give them an epic um, and the other week they lost to the Bash Bros. So, um, how impressed are you with Wild Teach Fanatics taking, uh, or giving everyone's a winner of the first loss? I mean, I, that's, it's super impressive. Uh, I guess, full disclosure, I'm subbing for, uh, them this week. Uh, so I was in the Discord and I was, I was like, wow, like that's, that's awesome. Uh, I think that you inspired them. I, sure. <laughs> you know, <laughs> uh, I, I think they 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 had a, a great good week. It came down to the turtle who had been off to a rougher start, uh, but you know has finished his finals and is ready to go back to the ways of dominating all of THL uh, while playing League of Legends and a couple other games simultaneously. Um, so watch out, turtle's back. Uh, yeah, I do think that that statement though, if you can beat everyone's a winner, you can beat anyone. So you know, while THL fanatics has been in a little bit of a funk. Uh, maybe they're just ready to come back. You know, uh, another team that's been a runner-up for for the finals. Yeah, so the the schedule for the next few weeks sort of favors them. Um, going up against teams sort of in that same tier with them, uh, with Belmiano Rec and Hair Club coming up. So a good opportunity for them to build on that momentum, beating everyone's winner, and uh, kind of rocket up the, the standings. And we'll be talking about them as an epic ourselves uh, the next time around. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and give them a. Uh, uh, the benefit of beating everyone's winner and jump them up to a golden rare um, with uh, Bash Bros and Hair Club. I think that uh, is, is worthy. That victory is uh, certainly uh, definitely praiseworthy. So, um, and now let's get to the other two teams in our rare category that all three of us agreed on. Um, interesting little nugget here. I was just curious. I was looking at uh, teams that had played um, in the first five weeks, both everyone's a winner and F12 Viridian, and it turns out the two teams that fit that category are these two teams that we're about to talk about, and that is Felmian Marek and Mad Scientist. So uh, it is clearly marked on the uh, AOS here as they are both in the deep, deep red, uh, which makes sense when you play the two best teams in the first five weeks. So 
Um, definitely some uh, opportunity for, for these two teams to kind of bounce back after a rough starts. But um, uh, based pick one and tell me uh, what you think uh, they need to do to um, make that happen as far as jumping up the standings. Um, I'm going to talk about Mad Scientists. Um, you know, they've got number theory at the helm, uh, you know, in the one seed in Catharsis, uh, you know, captaining. Like, this is a, a team um, that, you know, plays a, a good amount of Hearthstone. You know, uh, those two players are active in a lot of podcast communities. I don't really know much about the other players, but, uh, like, I, I think that this is a, a team that has has good players and they can and keep improving and, you know, the season only gets easier from here. So, uh, I, I've got I've got hope for the scientists. Yeah, they definitely had a really rough stretch um, these last two weeks playing against FTL Viridian and Manker's Revenge. The two undefeated teams, they took a tie with Manker's Revenge, which I think it bodes well for them going forward. Um, and then Felmia Marek, um, sort of in the same boat, they got a, a nice win um, over another team we kind of referenced earlier. Um, and then also took the uh, uh, big loss to everyone's winner. They did put up double-digit points. Um, actually, all five of those matches went to five games. Uh, they unfortunately were on the losing end of four of them, but hey, you know, points are points, and that's a, a pretty good showing. Not everyone can say they get against everyone's a winner. So Belmiama Rec is also a team with um, some uh, some THL vets that uh, is looking to make a move up the wild standings. Um, hopefully they can build up that win last week. And uh, certainly their schedule is only going to get easier. So um, they've already also played uh, Mancrick's Revenge. So um, they, in theory, have a relatively smooth sailing, at least as smooth as you can get in the uh, the Wild Series. So um, definitely a good opportunity for the, these two teams that, uh, you know, this could be the lowest that we see them ranked for the rest of the season. Um, they both have uh, certainly the potential to make a, a playoff run. Um, which may be more than we can say about our last team. Uh, that is a golden common for the Crab Riders. Um, based, uh, is that also who you have for a golden common? Uh, yes, uh, Palbot. Is that also who you have for the golden common? I am Palbot. Palbot agrees. All right, so uh, Crab Riders, unfortunately, here at the bottom, the only team with single-digit points per week. Uh, they've also played um, one of the easier schedules thus far. Um, they have not yet had the pleasure of playing Tattoo uh, Overridian or Everyone's a Winner. Um, one of those happens this week, the other happens at the end of the season. So, um, yeah, kind of gloomy tidings for our uh, our newly nerfed friends in the Crab Riders. But uh, basically, if there's one thing that we can point to for optimism, what would that be for the Crab Riders? Uh, I mean, Ryza. Uh, at you know three two, the positive player on this team, it's solid. Uh, you know, it's when you get into these uh, like the open list formats, it's you know not uncommon to have no positive players. So still doing their uh, well there. Uh, you know, Doknik Butt is off to a, a rough start, but um, you know, once uh, if you can get some some wins out of there, and you know, just as everyone kind of figures it out because most of these players are, are new to the format. Um, you know, once you start to get the rhythm, uh, this team could really have some success down the line. It sounds good to me. All right, Crab Riders, you heard it here first. Uh, the sky is the limit and you can do anything you want. Uh, who knows what could happen. So uh, with that, let's go ahead and uh, run down our final uh, week five wild rankings and I will lead us off. Wow! 
are golden legendary! Actual Viridian. Whoa, legendary! Everyone's a winner. Golden epic! Mancrick's Revenge? Epic! Anoyo Team, the Pog Merchants, and Nofin Can Stop Us. Golden rare! Bash Bros, Hair Club, Wild THL Fanatics. Rare! Belmy Amarek, Mad Scientist. Golden common! Crab Riders. Alright, so uh, let's go ahead and move over to Hero. I have no time for games. Which, uh, unlike Wild, is certainly not settled whatsoever. Uh, Base, give me the uh, 10,000 foot summary of the Hero season thus far. Uh, I mean, uh, the world flips upside down. Like, the one of the bottom teams beat the top team. Uh, like, it just seems like, you know, everything that we thought is changing. Uh, teams are upsetting other teams. It's just huge swings in the, in the standings. Um, you know, the top to bottom is still a 30-point spread. Like, it's, it's tight. And we've still got a long way to go as well. Um, we're five weeks in. Uh, we're going to 11. So, yes, it does go to 11. And uh, one thing that jumps out at me for the Sierra series is the strength of schedule is almost correlated with the standings themselves. So all the teams that have played you know, theoretically tougher schedules are down towards the bottom. Teams that have played the, the easier schedule towards the top. So that tells me that there's going to be a uh, kind of a bloodbath uh, on both sides when uh, teams in the top tier play each other and teams in the bottom tier play each other. So um, certainly going to see continued movements. Um, but the uh, one team that uh, has not moved despite their loss um, is uh, the team that leads us off with uh, our legendaries. Uh, for me, still a gold legendary, and that is No Bros here, uh, followed by a regular legendary in Blast. I also got a golden legendary for No Bros here and a regular legendary for Blast. I am Palbot. And Palbot is with us uh, on some of those with the golden legendary for No Bros here. And regular legendaries for Tampams, Surf Slam, and Blast. So uh, you referenced this in your opening uh, comments with No Pros here taking a loss to 1337 squad, uh, an elite victory for the team of former champions. Um, unfortunately for them, it was their first victory of the season, but hey, you know what? Uh, they beat No Pros here, and that was No Pros here's first loss. So I think it just goes to show um, what we're saying that. Uh, Hero really is completely wide open. We're still, you know, giving a nod to No Pursuit here being top scoring team uh, by a, a pretty decent margin, um, despite that loss, and uh, and keeping them as our uh, our golden legendary. So, um, based any anything more you'd like to add on? Uh, uh, I mean, yeah, like it, it's No Pursuit here, just always uh, dominating uh, the the comfort, like the you know just. They dominate hero season every time. Uh, just uh, they really need to do whatever it takes to break the curse. Yeah, I think uh, I think they're on their way. I mean, we're we're gonna be talking about them sort of at the opening week show. I think um, for uh, each time we talk about hero, and then uh, yeah, we'll have this conversation again uh, as we preview the playoffs and see if um, this is their season. Um, you know, we, we mentioned it the last time around with uh, the buys, maybe giving them uh, that a break in that week one curse. Um, so they can stay in a top position. I think it, it bodes well for them to uh, to make that um, championship run that they've been hinting at through the regular seasons for uh, for several um, metas now in a row. Um, and then the other team that we agreed on for our legendary is Blast. Uh, the other team at 4-1, uh, they're actually closer in points to that huge mess of teams 
at three and two than they are to uh, Neil Gross here at the top, but um, still pretty impressive. They had a close victory over SKHS, and then uh, not quite as close, but still a uh, decent victory over um, 1337 squad. So, um, team on the rise, and uh, they have gone from, let's see, uh, they kind of bounced around from Epic to Legendary, back to Golden Epic, and now here we are at Legendary again. So, um, yeah, I think the consistency is starting to be there, and this team looks pretty good to me. Base, what do you think? Yeah, uh, they look really solid, and they have one of the toughest strength of schedules at the top end. Um, so I think that's definitely what kind of boosted them up to the legendary for me. Uh, they've played a lot of teams and and still been having. Uh, they played some of the better teams uh, of anyone and uh, still have a ton of success. Uh, and you know, like uh, the team just is. I, I'm still astounded by by this team. Like just the, the makeup of it. And you got Robocats in the three. Uh, it's just incredible. Uh, and then Saku is having a hell of a season at four and one already so uh shout out to those two players uh this is i mean everyone else on the team also deserves a shout out but um, i'm specifically picking those two players yeah uh so i have to ask as um the uh the board insight um what is the substitute situation with robocats is uh i know he's out for this week is that a temporary sub or a permanent sub are you uh are you in the no one that one i believe it was a permanent sub but uh you know Mako, uh, as captain, kind of just took care of it. Um, so I'm not 100% sure what's going on there. But yeah, uh, I think that who is replacing uh, Robocats? I know it's Skittles this week. Um, oh. So I don't know if that's, if that's a permanent sub. Skittles is very good. Um, yes. Awesome in the one seat. So um, as good as Robocats is, that, uh, you know, you're, you're maybe one of the few players that that wouldn't be a downgrade for. So. Um, yeah, I, I expect this team to still be uh, doing well, and especially with um, you know, any time that you have a player with 50 PR with a winning record, uh, much less the 4-1 domination that Saku is displaying right now, like, that is just going to boost the rest of your team up immensely. So uh, shout out, uh, I'll echo your shout out to, to Saku uh, for his work. Um, you know, it's interesting you mentioned that um, Blast's schedule has been a little bit tougher thus far. Um, that, you know, it might ease up. Well, uh, spoiler alert, it does not ease up these next two weeks, uh, because, uh, the two teams next on the schedule are the two teams I'm about to reel off. And those are my golden epics in Tam Pam's Surf Slam and Dad Legend, followed by a regular epics Inferno THL and vote with some confidence. Uh, I've also got Tampan's Search Slam and Dad Legend as my golden epics, followed by a vote of some confidence, Ask HS and Inferno THL. I am Palbot. Palbot with just the lone golden epic and Dad Legend, followed by regular epics, Inferno THL, vote of some confidence, Ask HS, and Dabs on him. All right, so uh, let's talk about what Palbot is seeing in Tampan's Search Slam that you and I are maybe um, just a little behind the curve on, uh, giving them a golden epic. That's still really good. Um, is it just the fact that they have the a couple more points than that legend? Uh, is it just because the strength schedule is like fractions of a point higher? Like why is Palbot uh, putting Tampam Surf Slam in the top category above that legend? What, what's your take on that? Um, uh, it could be like something to do with subs because I know that they've had subs in and out right now. Um, like you know, they've had a few subs, uh, so maybe it has to do with that and, and the player score that it's it's messed with the algorithm there. But to me, like I was looking at it, and it looks, you know, it's 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 definitely like Tam Pams and Dad Legend are they look the same to me um, in terms of standing. Uh, like I wouldn't put any in a different position to the other, uh, and it's just a question of if we're gonna have four epics or, or strat like 
separate them from from Blast. Uh, and I kind of decided that that's where I wanted to go. But you know, those teams just look like they're on that that edge of being uh, legendary as well. Uh, but I I can't tell why uh, Pavot has bumped it up. Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll just guess. Um, but I think uh, I think you're right. I think I'm there with you. Um, you know, uh, Tampam's uh, Desharmo specifically, and uh, sometimes JR like to uh, to give us some grief on where we rank them. And then uh, I think Desharmo specifically told me to keep ranking him low so that they could use it as motivation. Uh, fortunately, uh, I'm not beholden to the whims of a fellow one seed. So um, y'all are ranked where you deserve to be ranked, in my opinion, and that is a golden epic. Uh, which is really good, and uh, certainly look to be in uh, contention for uh, a top spot. Um, also in contention there is uh, is my team, Dab Legend. Uh, I'm pretty proud of us right now for how we're playing. Um, the losses that we've had have been really close. Uh, I think we've gotten pretty consistent performances from everyone. Um, so I, I, I'm I'm pretty happy right now with uh, with where we're at. Uh, but based as the uh, unbiased observer in uh, this uh, conversation, uh, what's your take on Dab Legend thus far? Uh, I mean, they, they're looking solid. It's not the same domination we saw out of the championship season, but this is this is the dad legend we expect in Hero. Uh, and, you know, they're, they're looking really solid. Uh, like, it, it looks good. This is what I expect to see when I see dad legend, you know, uh, doing well in whatever series they're in. Um, so uh, I'm excited for y'all. Yeah, I think the thing that um, is standing out for me is um, we're doing what we need to be doing in the five seed between Yellow Dart and Corden. I think that uh, I think they've gone five zero in the uh, in the five seed, which is kind of important when you have that much PR down there. And then um, kind of the improvement that we've seen um, over the last few weeks uh, is that uh, I'm no longer losing in Hero. Um, let's put aside Legacy for now. We're not talking about Legacy this week, but I have uh, I have managed to squeak out some really close. Um, victories over incredibly good players in, uh, in Ron, Mexico, and Ishak that uh, very easily could have gone either way. Um, and that, I think, has been a big boost. Um, it was certainly, uh, this conversation would be a little bit different if, if those series had, had gone different way. So um, I think that's one thing that um, that was in the way they're constructed is um, very dependent on that if I go back to struggling, which um, I do in the Conquest series right now, that, uh, you know, we might be talking about that legend a little bit later on in the program. So um, not to put pressure on myself, but I feel like that's been helpful for us. And I'm no longer comfortable talking about myself. So let's jump to Inferno THL and base, bail me out here. What are you seeing uh, from Inferno THL this season? I mean, they're, they're looking solid. They're looking better every week. Uh, you know, we started them pretty low and they are solidly an epic team this week. Um, you know, with some, some quality wins, uh, let's see what their last two weeks were. Um, they had to win over both of some confidence and then actually at one point lost to, um, Merlock and Logan. Yeah. Uh, I mean, two weeks ago. uh, like the, the win over photo some confidence is solid and having that one point loss is, you know, fine. Like, you know, that's going to happen, uh, in Merlock and Logan is a solid team. There's no real free, quote unquote weak and hero like it, just every team can can take a win off anyone it looks like um and so this week they got no pros here so you know maybe they'll put up a huge week but uh this this brand new team with several brand new players is is doing awesome and so that is very exciting to see for for this yeah uh shout out to clarity um first time captaining putting together a uh what has turned out to be a very good roster um, and you know, the players that, um, that came in from outside THL, uh, it's been a mixed bag in terms of the results. 
Um, but I think overall, like those players are still really good players. Obviously, Dino Spumoni at five and zero is just incredible. Um, love to see that. And then um, you see that Nomad Farmer are good players. That I think will um, you know kind of bounce back. I think they'll, they'll regress positively. And I think Inferno THL is going to be around for a little uh, while longer uh, in the playoff race, um, probably till the end. Um, another team that I think will be there is the team that they beat uh, this week. Uh, we've seen that beat Dallas in the week before, and that is both of some confidence. Um, this team was uh, utterly dominant in the regular season last season. Um, not quite as strong looking now, but still formidable. So, uh, based what you take on the both of some confidence right now? Uh, I mean, uh, Heat Shock led team uh, led at the top. Like that's awesome. You got the Heat Shock prep. You got the uh, Washu. Uh, you know, synergy with Ufric. Uh, this is a solid team. Uh, like everyone in every seed is capable of beating any other any other player in that seed. Uh, like great, great team. You know, Sage Captain. What what more could you really want? Um, and and they're they're not having the same season they did last season. But yeah, that's you know those are those are some rare seasons. So uh, they they can enjoy that one, but this one is still going very well, and they're in a great position to make playoffs again. Yeah, I think this is the team of all the ones that we've talked about and we'll talk about here in this epic category as the one that I am most um, expectant of jumping up into Legendary when we talk again in two weeks. Um, I think that uh, this team has um, sort of underperformed our expectations slightly, um, and maybe our expectations were just that high from last season, but you know, I think uh, looking at Heshock and Hat, I think those two players are going to start putting up a whole bunch of wins. And uh, it would not shock me whatsoever if um, if they're one of the first teams we talk about in the upcoming weeks. Um, and then the uh, next thing that we need to do is uh, talk about some rares. Um, so, Basic, why don't you go ahead and lead us off with uh, your rares? Uh, I just got two for Dabs on them and Murloc and Load. And for me, I've got uh, a golden rare in Dabs on them, uh, followed by regular rares, Murloc and Load, and Ask HS. I am Palbot. Palbot's got a golden rare for Murloc and Load, uh, and regular rare for Wherever I May Roam. All right, so let's start with the team that uh, I am apparently lower on than I should be, and that is Ask HS. I have it as a rare. You and Palbot are uh, telling me I'm wrong and that they deserve to be an epic. Uh, the points would uh, seem to go your way, but uh, give me the uh, give me the story on SKHS and, and why they're also an epic team here. Uh, I mean, they have a little less um, wins than uh, teams that they are, you know, right there with in points, which to me is is impressive to to stay in that that spot with less of that point bonus. Um, you know, and in a tougher uh, schedule uh, than than these other teams, like that's super impressive. And then uh, you got the again, I think I said second time I'm saying this in the podcast, the five and zero Mister Python. Like uh, <laughs> it's a it's an incredible it's crazy. team. Yeah, um, you know the rest of the team is not quite positive, but you know they're finding ways to get wins on, on some weeks, and and they're putting up good points every week. Like uh, their last week, uh, they put up a point in every match. Um, I am looking the right one. Yeah. Uh, and you know, three or two of their losses went to two, three. So, uh, very solid, uh, showing even in, in a, in a tight loss to blast. So, uh, you know, they're, they're just having a really solid season. 
Um, you know, again, here is so stacked and tight that uh, we're going to see a lot of teams uh, probably around that 50% win mark for the week. I think we're going to see a lot of teams that just trade wins because of how, how tight the Hero Series is. Yeah, I think the hallmark of that is just how we've ranked SKHS this season. So looking back, uh, started out as uh, an Epic, dropped to Rare, jumped all the way up to Legendary for me um, two weeks ago, and then back down to Rare again. So, um, you know, I think that's uh, both indicative of what you described uh, Hero is in general, as far as teams just beating each other up and kind of bouncing all over the standings, but also specific to SKHS of just having a little bit of inconsistency. Um, Mr. Python obviously is just doing uh, amazing work um, this season and, and all the series that he's in. But you know, this team took the close loss to Blast, which you know isn't so bad. But then they took a big loss to wherever I'm in Rome, which is actually that team's only victory. Um, so I think I kind of want to see a little more consistency out of them. Uh, it is nice that they've built up the points to where they're uh, essentially tied or, or very close to teams with a better record than them, um, which is you know very good, very important. You need those points. Um, but that consistency just isn't quite there. So I think I'm going to stick them as a golden rare um, for now and uh, see how they um, do over the next couple of weeks. And we could maybe be talking about them back in that uh, epic golden epic category. Uh, or if they have, uh, you know, more on the less consistent side, then uh, you know, golden common isn't out of the equation just because of how tight hero is. But um, let's keep talking about rares and let's talk about uh, a team that um, we had three different ratings on. Uh, your team, which is dabs on them. Uh, I have as a golden rare, you have as a regular rare, and Palbot still loves you. Uh, Palbot has you as an epic. So tell me why Palbot's right. Um, sing your own phrases, based. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, um, you know, so we have uh, three players that are positive, which is a solid for the team. Um, I still think we have one of the best five seeds uh, in Buse. Uh, my brother's doing great. He is the best player on our team at the four and one. Uh, like and uh Duin did recently express his uh, displeasure with standard and his you know just business so uh, i offered if he wanted to take a step back and he said yeah so we have diamond uh, returning to the team after uh taking hey. a season off so uh it's good to have diamond back i i enjoy playing with diamond um you know uh, great for the team dynamic he's been you know cheering us on even uh while not playing for the team so um you know Duin definitely uh, was struggling, so we'll see how Diamond does. You know, Diamond recently made uh, finals for a uh, Master's Tour qualifier uh, and uh, may have missed the check-in. Uh, but yeah, he made it. Oh, no. <laughs> so um, yeah, shout out to Diamond. Uh, sorry, bud. That was very unfortunate. Um, and it's good to have you on the team. That sounds like something Diamond would do. Absolutely. Uh, yep. So He was... Um, waiting for like hours and then had to go to Costco. And in that short drive, uh, the player finally checked in and uh, just barely missed it. Oof, man, that stinks. But hey, you know what? Getting there is important. And uh, shout out to him. I think the most important thing here is the fact that Diamond uh, starts with deep, uh, as does Duin. So that allows you to keep your name, which <laughs> yeah. is really important. Uh, so I, I do want to point out that um, BLAST now's acronym probably has to just be LAST. <laughs> yeah good, good call uh that uh we'll have to, to make some changes there um but uh all right so i think uh i think we're all kind of uh here correct and uh i am the most correct because i'm gonna um even you and Talbot out and uh, keep y'all as a golden rare um i think that the uh the switch to diamond um you know nothing against doing he did beat me in legacy so 
Uh, he has the chops, um, but clearly wasn't clicking for him in Hero. So, you know, I think that is, um, you know, no disrespect to Dylan. Obviously a great player, but, um, you're only going to get an improvement out of Diamond, uh, especially if he's able to play like he did last season. Um, but, uh, carrying both some confidence to that stellar, uh, season. So, um, should be, uh, should be a, uh, a positive outlook for y'all. Um, and let's talk about, uh, the next team that we have some slight disagreement on, and that is Murr, Lock, and Load, a team that you, uh, crushed last week. Um, you and I both had, uh, Murr, Lock, and Load as a rare. Talbot had as a golden rare. Um, they actually got that victory over Inferno THL that we mentioned earlier, um, aside from losing to y'all. So, I think they're just kind of one of those teams here that, um, you know, they're, they're, uh, I guess a little bit weaker on the strength of schedule, although that's, honestly, that's just so relative in Hero, but they think the points, um, to keep them out of that golden common category. So, um, Merlock and Lowe to me seems like a team that, uh, is going to at least be in the conversation all the way through, um, but might end up kind of being more in a spoiler role, I think. Then uh, maybe making the playoffs themselves, but based uh, talk me up, tell me why Merlock and Mode is an awesome team, and uh, they're going to you know start throwing darts in my picture on the wall. Yeah, um, I mean, like it's a solid team. Uh, they got good players in the seeds. I think that the kind of uh, probable point that they would need to improve on, uh, and uh, definitely this player is capable, is uh, no way uh, starting out one and four. Uh, I mean. Uh, I played him last week. He was two legend and wild and then hit rank one. Uh, so oh, okay. the, the difference is that no way is playing a ton of wild, which yeah, it's going to help you a bit, but I think that right now standards rewarding a lot of standard play. Um, and you're know, seeing that with Duin where Duin uh, was having a really rough time and wasn't playing much standard. Uh, so, you know, no way is obviously putting in a ton of games in wild, but uh, standard requires a lot of matchup knowledge. I think at that, that, that one seed right now, um, so, uh, you know, if, if that starts to change, I, I think that this team is, is still scary. Like they're, they're performing really well and that's the only player that's off to a rough start. Um, so I don't think it's over for them yet. Yeah, no, it's especially true, uh, in Hero, uh, where the matchups matter even that much more, um, not only in playing out the matchups, but also in just constructing a lineup and making sure that you have various matchups covered that your decks don't have, you know, one specific weakness that uh, you don't foresee and then kind of get um, knocked out. But um, the other thing, too, that, that could potentially benefit them, um, at least in terms of their seeding, is how close all their PRs are. And I think it's something we've touched on before that um, that can work to team's advantage when uh, players that are struggling kind of drop down to um, a relatively, quote-unquote, relatively easier seed um, while the players that are doing well kind of bump up. So um, that's something that could happen. You know, Adair's a really good player. Um, in the two seed, um, having the best season here in Hero either. Um, but, uh, you know, if, if he starts to improve, um, or if no way starts to improve one way or the other, they're going to get someone uh, up there that is, um, you know, kind of doing work. So uh, I think that, I think you're right. I think that is the key for them is just to kind of solidify that at the top of the roster. And if they can do that, then they absolutely will be a, a really strong team uh, going forward. So, um, and then last up, Honestly, once again, uh, really strong teams. Like, there's a case to make that, um, no one deserves a golden common ranking in here, but, um, that's just kind of how we have formatted the show. So we have to give someone golden commons. Uh, and for me, that this week is, um, wherever I may roam, the 13 at 37 squad and F12 black. Uh, yes, the, the qualifier for uh, golden common this week was have 58 points. 
which is you know not far behind the, the other teams. Uh, and yeah, so that is uh, the same for me wherever I may roam. 1337 squad and F2L block. I am Palbot. And Palbot, uh, had already shouted out uh, one of these teams as a rare, the other two, F2L Black and uh, the Elite Squad as their Golden Commons. Um, yeah, the, the thing that kind of unites all these teams, not only the point total, but also the strength of schedule, that uh, these three teams are, have played the three toughest uh, schedules thus far, um, which, you know, tells you that one, they still put up points, so they're all still good teams. I think that's not in question. But two, I mean, they're one or two good weeks away from being one of the first teams we talk about. And I think all these teams are absolutely capable of it. Um, I'm going to start with um, wherever I may roam, a team that uh, Palba had uh, slightly above as a, a rare team. They got their first win a couple weeks ago against uh, Ask Yes, a team that um, we talked about being inconsistent. Uh, but still, it's a good win. And then last week, a, a close loss to that legend, um, but uh, still put up a, a decent amount of points. So, you know, this team has a lot of good players. I think they, you know, Dante's hero teams, um, ever since they, they won their championship a, a few seasons back, have um, kind of struggled um, along the way. And uh, so far, that's been true of this team. But I, I think this team has a lot of potential to bounce back. Um, I, I think Dante is underperforming a little bit. And, uh, you know, what we talked about with matchups and, and all that um, is something that he's usually pretty good with. So, you know, I expect him to, to, to start to um, put it together. And uh, from there, I think that just kind of brings that entire roster up along with him. So that's a team that I could absolutely see jumping up uh, over the coming weeks. Um, but uh, give me your, your quick take on uh, on wherever I may, I may roam before I uh, kick you off on someone else. Yeah, uh, you know, they're, they're off to uh, not the best season uh, start, but, you know, they still have the two players in Ron and, and Ted. Uh, shout out Ted, miss you friend. Um uh, that uh, that are in the positive, and so you know, once uh, these other players start to find wins, uh, they're definitely gonna start climbing back up. And you know, they're on a team. They're a team that's been slowly improving every week. So uh, yeah, uh, again, if they just have a couple couple wins, like uh, the next couple team, we're, I think the next team we're gonna talk about, uh, you know, they could definitely be back in the playoff hunt. I agree. Okay, so who is the next team we're going to talk about? Based, you get to pick. I mean, I was going to talk about 1337 squad who just had that huge win over Nobros here. That works for me. All right, take us off. All right. Um, uh, so their one and two are the uh, seeds struggling, and we talked about it earlier, but Turtles awake again and uh, had his first win. Uh, so if you already played Turtle, uh, you uh, dodged what is about to happen to the rest of the one seeds where they're going to face the awake turtle and it's going to be terrifying. Um, so I think that that is what's going to take to get this team back on track. Um, yeah, I, I expect C-Mac to, to get back in the, the winning uh, column. Like here, uh, you know, it looks like had a 2-3. Uh, I expect if I look back, uh, it's going to be a lot of 2-3s uh, on those losses. Um, so I think it's just this team has not been off to that a uh, solid a start as they had. Um, you know, uh, I believe Tonk really came in and around the midseason where they were kind of in the middle and then they just kind of took off. So I think that this might be the taking off point with that win over No Pros. Uh, definitely uh, could see that happening. Um, they absolutely have the pedigree. I think the, uh, the one kind of counter I would say, um, although I do agree with you as far as Turtle and C-Mac, um, you know, having a, a kind of a, a uncharacteristic start and uh, being very likely candidates to have uh, awesome second halves of the season is still the fact that uh, that one two seed is just unreal and hero. Um, yeah, 
kind of more so than it usually is. Just the quality of players. I mean, we talked about Mr. Python being a 5-0 two seed. Uh, Venice Maloney, a 5-0 two seed. Um, it's just, it's pretty nuts. Um, there is no, uh, there's no rest. So Turtle is going to have to be awake and bringing it. Um, slow and steady is, uh, you know, you might win the race here, but um, it's it's not going to be easy. So um, I, I do kind of agree with you, though. I think that this team is, is looking to start that uh, that rise, and um, all I need to do is build on their victory over No Pros last week. Um, we kind of made uh, this point in the uh, the Wild series, uh, joking slightly of you know the team that beat everyone's a winner. Um, you know, they can beat anyone. Uh, it's absolutely true here with uh, Lee Squad being no pros here. And, um, you know, that's as tough a team as they're going to face the rest of the way. So all we need to do is just keep it together. Uh, and then the last team that we're going to talk about, um, which was uh, a little bit of a surprise to me, a team that has kind of fallen off in recent weeks. Uh, that is F12 Black. Uh, they started off really strong. Uh, they're a legendary team for us at the beginning of the season, uh, at least for me, and then after week one. Uh, they were still up there, but uh, things have not gone their way recently um, with a uh, loss to Tampans last week and a loss to Novros week before that, and uh, unfortunately not that close of losses. So uh, a team that is having some uncharacteristic struggles. Um, at the same time, they're still in that category with um, the other teams. Uh, they're still putting up good points. They've still played a really tough schedule. Um, so base, talk to me about what Etwell Black has to look forward to and why they may not stay in Golden Column for long. Uh, I mean, they have, I think, the, uh, the second toughest schedule. Uh, and, you know, like, it, it kind of feels like the teams that are down here either had, like, a rough start at the very beginning of the season or just, like, you know, FTL who had a rough couple weeks. Um, you know, they have kind of, uh, I guess, characteristically been a little bit of an up-and-down team. So, uh, you know, that means that there's an upcoming, um, very likely. So... Uh, this team, I do expect to bounce back. Um, you know, I, I really think that we're going to see a, a really tough final uh, stretch of the season where we have a lot of teams uh, very close. Uh, and, you know, I don't think we're going to have a lot of teams mathematically eliminated at the start of that final week. And I do think F12 is going to be in, in that conversation hunting for the, a playoff spot, even even where it looks right now. Yeah, no, I think uh, I think the funny thing is people go back and listen. We're gonna, uh, they could probably count like maybe ten teams that we talked about as far as uh, you know bouncing back or improving or making a run. Mm-hmm. You know, like it can't all happen for everyone, but I mean that's just it just goes to show like how crazy uh, this hero series is this time around. Um, so uh, we'll see. Uh, at least on some of them will be correct because you know if you <laughs> you buy every lottery ticket, you're gonna win the lottery. So uh, that's how that works, right? Yep. Uh, in any event, let's let's go ahead and go through our final rankings and, and base one should lead us off. Wow, golden legendary. No pros here. Whoa, legendary. B L A S T. Golden epic. Tan Pam Surfslam, Dad Legend. Epic. Inferno THL, vote of some confidence. Golden rare. Ask HS and dabs on him. Rare. Murloc and load. Golden Common. Wherever I may roam, 1337 squad, F2L Black. All right, based. We did it. We ranked BGs, kind of? No, uh, not really ranked. We talked about it. We ranked Wild, we ranked Hero, and uh, we had a fun show. So, uh, any closing thoughts for us before we uh, shut down for the week? Uh, no, uh, we'll see you next week. We talk about Legacy and Pro and probably, uh, you know, congratulate the finals. Uh, Final winner for for BGs.
Sounds good to me. All right, everyone. Have a great week. Good luck in your matches and be good to each other. Have a good one.